everybody. I'm Tommy Dees, sports director at the Tennessean and Tennessean.com, and you are... Adam Sparks, Vanderbilt beat reporter for the Tennessean. And uh, you should be really proud of yourself because uh, we're not breaking down the doors, we're breaking down the scores. We haven't broken them down very well lately. You didn't break them. Well, I you, didn't. you broke the system last week. Yeah. You crashed the system. Uh, yeah. You went uh, of sparkling, that's a play on your name, uh-huh. one in seven last week you are 31 37 and 2 as we pick these games all sec games and then we make a pick of the week against the line as you would find on betmgm.com we're taping this late tuesday afternoon so if the line you hear here is different than the one you see with your um local legal bucking establishment or, or or otherwise um that's because we taped it before it changed and uh, see, I was, I was, me and Gentry Estes, who is not with us today because he's ashamed and I'm, I'm willing to face that I went three and five last week, and as did Gentry. I am 37, 31, and two on the season against the spread. And Gentry is 14 and 17. He joined us uh, mid, midstream, so to speak. This is week eight, uh, but you are five and two on your pick of the week selections. I know mid major football. Exactly. I don't know SEC football, Listen, which is, that's what I cover, though. I am five and two on mine, and I'm just all over the place, just picking games that out of the blue that I like the line of. And um, Gentry is a, a very sad one and three. Wah, wah, wah. So we're going to be picking these games against the spread, and we're going to start with week eight. And um, Auburn is giving 18 and a half points at Arkansas, and as high as that number might be, that looks tricky to me. Like, Arkansas's gotten a little bit better lately. Um, yeah, I'm not buying them yet, though. They looked competitive last week. Um, I, I think they'll, I, I think they're at a point where they can be competitive with subpar teams, and they are absolutely overwhelmed by good teams. And I think Auburn is a good enough team to overwhelm them. That's why, that's why I think Auburn clears at least at 18 and a half. And, and I am also given the 18 and a half, but a little more reluctantly than you. And Gentry Estes is giving the 18 and a half, which means from history, if you are a betting person, take Arkansas, because when we agree on a game, we're probably wrong. I think it'd be okay this week, though. I don't, you think so? I don't see, I don't see Arkansas I don't keeping know. this you, get, one. you can get that backdoor cover on that thing. Sure. You can get, you can be thoroughly beaten and they uh, bring out the sub scrubs. I think, th- I think there's something to prove at Auburn. I think they're I think they're putting up points as much as they can this year. I think this is one of those it's, where they'll Gus has to show he's an offensive genius. Yeah. He's calling the plays that's again. That's right. That's right. Offensive geniuses have to score points. So we move along to another line game with exactly the same line uh, and exactly the same uh the road favorite, uh eighteen and a half point favorite LSU going to Mississippi State. And uh, LSU looks like the real deal, huh? Well, Joe Burrow is the real deal. The offense is the real deal. And the defense, actually, is not terrible. They're not great. They're not great. They're not terrible. I thought they were going to be terrible. I mean, Florida looked like Florida had an offense. They Florida's got somewhat of an offense. Mm. <laughs> You're not buying they did, that? They did in that game. Uh, well, I, everything. every time I watch LSU, all I'm thinking of, well, will this work against Alabama? Because that's what we're ramping up toward. Mm, we'll um, get to Alabama. Alabama's got some holes on defense. Yeah, I, yes, I, I think so. Uh, lesser holes than I think LSU has. But I think LSU is – they put up points on everybody right now, and that's including at Mississippi State, who is down – Further than I thought they would be. I thought Mississippi State would be better than this, but um, I'm taking LSU. 
uh, to cover the, the 18 and a half. I am too, and, and so is Gentry. We just all think that offense is too much, and Mississippi State really struggles to score. But, you know, Vanderbilt has had struggle scoring, and yet against LSU it, it found some traction. So so that's, a, again, anytime a number is that big, it's a little tricky. Um, if, I, if I were a betting person, I would tend to shy away from those games uh, just because the number's so big and anything can happen. You can you can beat somebody thoroughly and still not cover 18 and a half. Uh, another road favorite in the SEC uh, going against the grain is Florida giving five and a half points coming off the loss to LSU at South Carolina, which is coming off a win over Georgia. So you got two teams with a little different momentum there. I like Dan Mullen in a bounce back game. Um, I don't like South Carolina in a carry the momentum game, and so I don't think they. I don't. I don't think the Gamecocks feed off of what they did last week. I think Florida has more in the tank, and so I think I think Florida wins this one by double digits. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure about South Carolina handling prosperity either. Um, yeah. You may remember, um, and, and they've done. A, I even participated in a SEC storied or something on this game um, flashback thing to when South Carolina beat number one Alabama, and Steve Spurrier, you know, had the great game plan. Stephen Garcia had the great game, the only one he ever had. And what people don't remember about that, and this is more of a Steve or Spurrier thing than maybe a South Carolina thing, is. They lost to Kentucky the next week. Hmm. You know, uh, the greatest, you know, the, the 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 documentary ends and does not tell you how it turned out. Um, and, and I think they're going to lose to Florida this week, and I think they're going to lose by more than five and a half points. Gentry Estes is taking those points and taking a, a semi-salty South Carolina team at home. So he, he's he's missing this one. The, I have more faith in this game than I do any of the previous ones we picked. Okay, okay. I'm um, I'm iffy. I think I think Florida should do that, but I still wonder if Florida's something in my head that they're not because this is the same team that just was excruciating to watch earlier in the season. Maybe they figure some things out. We'll see. Kentucky goes to Georgia, which is in a angry bounce back mode, and giving all of twenty four and a half points uh, in Athens between. What's left of the hedges, because I think South Carolina took a lot of it with them. Well, I'm picking uh, Kentucky to, to keep it under 24 and a half. Uh, I don't think Kentucky's very good. I think Georgia's good. I just think that's a big number. Uh, that, that, that number. If that number was 21, I could say Georgia, but 24 and a half is a big number, so I'm taking Kentucky to cover. It is, and the amazing thing about their loss in overtime to South Carolina is what I thought and still think probably is the best kicker in the nation really over the last three years, missed two field goals, including one in overtime. And those are those are precious points in these things. But I'm taking Georgia. I think they're they're going to want to try to impress all the pollsters and impress the playoff committee. And, you know, when you've, you've got the one loss, which, which could knock you out of the playoffs, um, potentially. But you certainly need to look good, not just win, but look good in the rest of your games. So I think they've got to really put it together here. So – Gentry Estes is with you taking Kentucky, and I'm I'm taking those those dogs at home. Uh, is there any path for Georgia to get to the playoff aside oh, sure. from winning the East and then winning the SEC title game? No, no, not at all. Right. So win the East, which is very doable still, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And then you just you, you have to win one game. So it's that not, doesn't guarantee that they're in, but they're probably. I think they, they would that. if they're beating Alabama or LSU yeah. in the SEC title game. The winner of that game's in. Yeah, the joke I saw um, on on social media and elsewhere was that Georgia beat 
Notre Dame twice uh, because they beat them head to head. Now losing while losing to South Carolina, they lessened Notre Dame's oh, quality right, loss. Right. So it's like it's like slapping them again. Like you didn't just beat us. Now you're making us look bad for losing <laughs> to you. And there goes, you know, we can't even say we got this great quality loss to maybe the national best team in the nation. So, so there's, there, there's a scenario then where two SEC still get in. If the East beats the West. Or if, I know we're a little off topic here, but LSU loses a close one to Alabama. Alabama wins the SEC. LSU doesn't lose another. That can happen. LSU's probably in. Yeah, right? the intriguing team in all this is Florida which could still win the East if Florida has a loss, which was a very competitive loss to LSU, and then goes you know, goes undefeated the rest of the way and not only beats Georgia in the cocktail party, then beats Alabama, you know, an, an undefeated Alabama. I think, obviously, I, I guess it could happen either way. They could, they could beat LSU and, and avenge their defeat and have one loss that they avenged, or they could – LSU could lose to Alabama, not make it to the SEC championship game, and then they beat Alabama. There's multiple scenarios to get right. two teams in. Yeah, there are, but but I'm saying that won't happen. Okay. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, we're going to come back to the, the Missouri-Vanderbilt game since uh, this is breaking down the doors. Uh, Texas A&M is at Ole Miss, given five and a half points, and that just looks like one of those sneaky Vegas lines that looks so easy. And I'm I'm falling for it. I'm giving the five and a half. I don't think Ole Miss is that good, although they've improved a little bit. I don't. I'll actually think Texas A&M is great, but I think they're probably two touchdowns better than Ole. Yeah, Miss. I think A&M is is yeah probably about ten points better at least. Even at Ole Miss, I mean, I was at Ole Miss for the Vandy game. I don't I don't see that as an atmosphere that's going to overwhelm a visiting yeah. team. Over in the Grove, it is, but the players never see that. That's right. That's right. And uh, sometimes the fans don't get from the Grove to to Vault Hemingway sta- Stadium. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking A&M. I think that's a pretty easy pick. And Gentry Estes is also taking A&M, so we all agree on that one. And I've always wondered, and, and I you know being a, a guy with a journalism background i probably should have investigated but why is is Ole miss in oxford mississippi which is known for literature and faulkner mm-hmm. named their stadium after hemingway that's uh that's a head scratcher yeah what's up with that i should have wikipedia that before yeah should be grisham stadium that's <laughs> <laughs> grisham uh, field at hemingway stadium sure yeah that's a uh, that's a uh, that's going to mess with my mind. I'm I think guessing that's we, not Ernest Hemingway. I probably I'm, know I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to have a pretty good, pretty good guess to say that's right. Maybe Muriel Hemingway. I think she had a short acting career. I don't think that's. I don't think it's her <laughs> either. Okay. Well, we'll move along. Um, little little culture there for you. Uh, move along where Tennessee doesn't want to go, and that's to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, the Vols are feeling good about themselves. They got a win. And they're playing Alabama, which has beaten them, I think, 143 times in a row or something like that. And Alabama's giving 34 and a half points, basically five touchdowns. And I don't think there's any question that, that Alabama's probably going to win. But I'm thinking Tennessee's going to cover because Alabama has some issues on defense. They're not this – like you remember those earlier stalling, excuse me, those earlier Saban teams that you just couldn't score on. You know, they'd be ranked number one in scoring defense, number one in total defense, number one in rushing, and maybe like third in the nation in pass defense. They're not like that this year. So I think Tennessee's going to put up 
two to three touchdowns, and that's going to oh, be wow. en- enough. That's going to maybe 17, something like that. And that's going to be enough to cover, I think. Um, we're see a lot of third and fourth string guys from Alabama in that fourth quarter, too. I picked this one, uh, as you know, in the in the Knoxville News Sentinel, our, our news partner, we put in our actual picks of the mm-hmm. score. And I must have been in an Alabama mood earlier in the week because I was looking back at my pick. 49 to 10 is what I picked this one. So when I made that pick, and I'll stick with that pick and say Alabama uh, wins by that much at least, that um, – I guess I was looking at it and saying Saban would like to take it easy on Jeremy Pruitt, but he won't be able to help himself. Yeah, he won't care. He well, not, he's not a sentimental guy. I mean, I don't think he wants to curb stomp him either. He just wants to win the game. He's much more worried about bigger picture than than UT. I, I think this is similar to what I said uh, before about Arkansas, that they're competitive with bad teams or subpar teams but they are absolutely overwhelmed by good teams. I think maybe that's where Tennessee is right now. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Now, if Tennessee is competitive in this game for a half or three quarters, it would change my view of Tennessee greatly because I think they're kind of on the fence right now of which way they could go. But I'm going to bet this week that they look like a team that couldn't beat BYU more than the team that beat Mississippi State. Couldn't, I think beat, Georgia, Ale- Georgia, couldn't beat Georgia State. Yeah, or that one, yeah. Should, yeah. should Georgia State and UNLV play? Yeah, they should. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe we can make a bowl out of that somehow. I Even suppose. though neither of them will be bowl eligible, which makes it worse. Where does uh, does Jared Garantano go to? Uh, does he transfer <laughs> to UNLV or Georgia State? I think he has to transfer to the winner. Yeah, I think that's what you have to do. And we got to figure out where to play that game too. So let, let's get maybe St. Louis. That sounds kind of it's in the middle, in yeah. the middle ish somewhere. Denver Louis, what is that? No, that's not too really far. Out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, you've got Alabama. I've got Tennessee taking the 34-and-a-half, and so does Gentry Estes. So we will circle back now to um, to Vanderbilt, which is at home, which may or may not be an advantage. Uh, and Missouri comes in for Vandy's homecoming, if I'm not mistaken, and gives 21-and-a-half points, and I hate that. That half-point hook when it's on an even number, well, even as in football terms. So it's three touchdowns plus a half a point. And I still just don't think this Vandy team, I, I, they may not score. They just look really bad. I don't think they have any answers right now. And for that reason, I'm taking Missouri and reluctantly giving the 21 and a half, and I'd feel so much better if it was 20 and a half. Yeah, any part of me that keeps saying, well, Vandy's going to score – couple touchdowns or Vandy's gonna they're gonna hold them under 50 or whatever every time that I think that I think well I'm too close to it in thinking that and the logic says that if you get blown out by UNLV you're gonna get blown out by at least that much by Missouri yeah there's a point in the third quarter and you know Vandy just ain't gonna get anything done today yeah and that's not a good UNLV team and Missouri has the Missouri is really good on defense and they're missing their linebacker but um they're really good on defense. Stop the run, stop the pass, both. And behind Kelly Bryant, they can put up points. And so I think they've really figured some things out. Yeah. You know, they're not out of the East race at all. No, I mean, they're technically leading right now, but there's some tough teams that they have not played. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that, and I think they look at it like that. They look at the standings and say, okay, we, we need to win out here. And it starts with Vandy. Uh, Vandy is limping along and probably going to play two quarterbacks again in this game and for that reason i think missouri runs away with this one easily 
Yeah, there's an old saying, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And I think right now Vanderbilt doesn't have a quarterback. They're not a team that, boy, these guys are so good that we got to get them both on the field. Um, they're a team that's looking for answers, and I don't think they find any this week. No, they're thinking, can Keyshawn Vaughn do the Wildcat for the entire game? That's not a bad idea. And they're people, calling somebody's going to uh, say, can he pass? And I would say, well, can the other guys? Well, you know, this just popped in my head. Vandy's current running backs coach was the running backs coach for Darren McFadden at Arkansas. Really? How did that not occur to me until wow. this moment? Yeah. So he was really good at running that. Yes, he was. He's about as good as you've seen. I think uh, Ronnie Brown was good at running yes, that. Yes, yeah. Because he had a couple of touchdown passes, I think. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing about McFadden. He could also throw it. Right, because that's what makes you the, the real dual threat of the, the wild. Yeah, I'm not sure if Keyshawn Vaughn can throw it. But, I mean, I tweeted this I'm the other day. I'm not sure the other two guys can. So. No, that's right. I, I tweeted this the other I day. They throw that, it, but can they complete it? Yeah. Should uh, why didn't Vandy just give Keyshawn Vaughn the ball sixty times? And that would be one way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. So just cut out the middleman. But I don't think they'll do that. So I don't think they'll get anywhere close to covering against Missouri. I agree. So we move along to our picks of the week, where we look at every line on the board, and we say, "Man, if I was just going to bet on one game, this is this is the game I'd bet on." So why don't you go first? Um, Air Force as a two and a half. Is this the Air Force song? You don't know that? I don't think so. Off we go into the wild blue yonder. I thought yeah. that was G.I. Joe. Oh, same thing. No, no, it's not. G.I. <laughs> Joe's army. Come on. I know, but that's what I grew up on the cartoon, G.I. <laughs> Joe. Uh, Air Force is a two and a half point favorite at Hawaii. And I know very little of either of these programs. A little more of Air Force. My knowledge on Run Hawaii. My knowledge of Hawaii like stopped with like June Jones, Tommy was it Tommy Chang, Tommy Timmy Chung? Chang, Timmy Chang, Timmy Chang threw for like four, 40, 40 four, million yards. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think he did much past that. No, and he ended up not even being the starter at the end of his career with all that. Is that right? All these records. Of, I forgot who. Colt Brennan, maybe. Oh, that's in right. There. Yeah, another I guy think. that threw for a hundred miles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. June Jones was going to run that run and shoot, and he was going to going to throw it out. They played Alabama when I was covering Alabama, and actually uh, got June Jones on the phone for that, and uh, that was fun. June Jones was it's Character. a it's a it's a different kind of mindset when when you know how do how do you recruit to Hawaii, and it's you know first of all you got to really do your diligence that you're not just getting used for a free trip to Hawaii sure. by some kid who has no intention. So a lot of broken home kids and. Military kids who've moved around, so maybe they don't have roots in, in wherever they're from and get homesick after a year. And then, of course, and we have to win the Battle of American Samoa. Because if we don't get our share of the Samoans, then we're not going to be very good. And a lot of a lot of schools oh, figured that out. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of schools have gone in and got the best ones. Yeah, and Southern Cal gets a few, but they, they feel like they've got to gotta get their – they've got to hold their own in American Samoa to to do that. So – um Anyway, you are you are taking. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Air Force to. Uh, was given it? two and a half points. Yeah, I mean they put up forty three, <laughs> forty three on Fresno State, forty one on San Jose State. They hung with Boise State for a while. Beat Colorado I'm, for the first time in years, yep, decades, in, over, in overtime. Yeah, they blew out Colgate, which means a lot. I feel mm-hmm. like 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Air, Air Force, for whatever take, research. They could take Colgate, Crest, you name that's it. That's right. For whatever, whatever research I did earlier in the week, I think Air Force is going to win that. By, 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 they by were my pick down. of the week last week, and they did beat Fresno and put up a lot of points. And that game was like 20. They just traded leads up into the 20s. And then in the fourth quarter, Air Force just poured it on, which is hard to do in an option thing. I think they scored, and then Fresno turned it over, and they scored again real quick, and then they got it back and scored again. Uh, something like 17 points in the fourth quarter to pull it away. So got some momentum. Um, they oh. know, they, you, know how, you know how you get to Hawaii? You fly, don't you? And the Air Force can do that. Yeah, they've got the planes. They're probably not going commercial. <laughs> You, th- you think each player is going into F-16? You uh, think that's how that's it works? possible, or either maybe they got a big C- C-130, is that what it's called? It'd be, C- it'd be pretty intimidating. Yeah, yeah, just land it right on the field. Um, but I have been to a game in Hawaii. It's an awesome thing. So, aloha, boys, uh, enjoy the trip. I'm a big Air Force guy, by the way, because they run that option and have since the 1980s. So my pick, I like the Duke Blue Devils going to Virginia, which looked like it was kind of something for a minute and has started to fall off a little. And Duke's getting three and a half points at Virginia. And I think Duke's probably the better team. That's a pro-David Cutcliffe vote that I think that Virginia is probably not all the way there and just look kind of good for a minute. Well, I mean, it's Coach K versus a really good defensive team. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd love to see this game in the Final Four any given year. Uh, it's very, very plausible. Yeah. yeah. Um, why is Gentry going to the – well, you can present his pick, but he's going to the Big Ten. Yeah. I, I, you know, he works worked in Louisville prior to coming here, which is kind of on the border of the Big Ten. They got Indiana nearby. And I think that, that Purdue thing, they, you know, they got a coach from Louisville – that Brom, that I think he thinks highly of. So he took Purdue and 17 and a half points at Iowa. And quite frankly, I think that's a very good pick because I watched Iowa, what, three weeks ago or something against Michigan, and I don't know if they can score 17 and a half points against anybody. They are the most – we mentioned Colgate. It's like getting teeth pulled watching that type football. Well, and Purdue's had some injuries, the quarterback situation Yeah, I think they that. lost one, right? Yeah, but they still have the same offense. Yeah. They can score points, so that's not a bad pick. No. So, our picks of the week are Adam likes Air Force, minus two and a half at Hawaii, which I like. Gentry Estes likes Purdue, plus 17 and a half at Iowa, which I also like. But the best pick of all on the entire board – is Duke getting three and a half at Virginia? So, so that's my pick. Oh, coincidentally, that's the game I picked. Coincidentally, yes. So that's it for this edition of breaking down the doors. We'll be back next week, uh, picking every game against the line once again from BetMGM.com. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already, and remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. For Adam Sparks, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be back to do it again next week.